All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Time now for Coming In Hot. With Brent Wallace and former Ottawa Senators Bobby Ryan and Jason York. Uh, happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to Coming In Hot. Just 11 months until Christmas. Uh, I'm Brent Wallace alongside Jason York. Bobby Ryan, as we like to say, is on assignment today. York. Mm-hmm. He's very busy. He's a busy man. He's got lots of houses, lots of golf <laughs> memberships. He's got to make use of those. He's... Probably signing some other contracts of some sort. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have Ian Mendes standing by. There's a lot to get through today. Steve Steo, Steve Steo spoke today. Uh, there's lots going on. Plus, the Sens will face the Bruins tonight. Looks like, Yorkie, your buddy may not be in the lineup. We'll get to that in a sec. It's a numbers uh, game. It's a numbers game. <laughs> but first, let's get to it. This show is always proudly presented by Charm Diamond Centers. Uh, go to Charm Diamond Centers uh, at charmdiamondcenters.com. Uh, they are proudly Canadian-owned and operated since 1972 with more than 85 locations across the country through Charm and their sister brands. Super knowledgeable, not sure what to get. Just go see the staff there. They're, they just understand what they're doing. Got it. Uh, get customering building delivered in less than four weeks with the Charm Masterpiece program and an unbeatable pricing policy. Valentine's Day is fast approaching. Also, lots of other special occasions going on in your life. Maybe Charm Diamond Centers is the crown jewel of beautiful pieces of jewelry with a large selection of Canadian lab-grown diamonds, mine diamonds, and don't pay until 2025 with their instant in-store financing. Go to CharmDiamondCenters.com. By BEI, Bonisher Excavating Inc., heavy civil general contractor. Uh, likely a very busy day for them on the roads today with so much ice in the uh, Ottawa area. They do equipment rentals, aggregate topsoil sales, custom crushing and screening, haulage floating, uh, hot mix paving, of course. They'll be starting up soon here in the spring. Uh, custom concrete foam, form work. 
Go see them. BonisherExcavating.com or give them a call. 613-432-1120. And uh, battle, Battlegrounds Axe Throwing. Looking for a fun night? Fun night eight? Well, well, Tuesday, everyone's coming to see myself, Wally, and Tremendous at Yuck Yucks. But any other night, head out to Battle Axe Throwing. Um, great for the family. Great for couples, corporate events. Kids 12 and up can go accompanied free with a guardian Looking for the ultimate birthday party, team building event, or just having a fantastic date night with your significant other? Well, Battle Axe is, is the place for you. It's located at 2615 Lancaster Road. It's safe. It's fun. Best thing of all, it requires absolutely no practice. Just come to the Battle Axe ground throwing facility, and the coaches will show you the ropes, will show you what to do, and they'll take care of you and help you hit those targets safely. You can book now at battlegrounds.com. Uh, and now, without further ado, our good friend, uh, the guy that puts the pepper to my salt, uh, Ian Mendez. Here we go. Yeah, look Here at this. You can, can, you feel, can you feel the chemistry amongst us? Because this is what we got to do for Yuck Yucks on Tuesday yeah. night. Yeah. And look at this. There's the salt and pepper graphic, too. Yeah. I I got I got salt and pepper. We got, it's too bad. Like I'm not on radio. You you can bring in the music and do the yeah, little salt we'll and pepper. Push, we'll push it. Yeah, push it real good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting that for when you guys come on the stage on Tuesday night. Again. Oh yeah, yes sir. Salt and pepper. It's, um, it's uh, by the way, tickets yeah, are going fast. Gavin, can you just put up here? Let's just get through this now. Let's do it. Let's do it. On Tuesday night, January 30th, 7:30 p.m. at Yuck Yucks, which is. Uh, Basically on Richmond Road. Um, yeah. Below the three uh, of us idiots. Biagios. Yeah. Yeah. The basement of Biagios. The three of us are getting together. Listen, only two of us are telling jokes. I don't know if I need to tell you which two it is. <laughs> now, there, there was no clarification needed. It's pretty self explanatory of the three of us which two are funny and which two is salt. Uh, which is the guy who's salt. Look, <laughs> <laughs> oh. called right out. I love yeah. it. Ian. Yeah. Uh, I've got all, all I can tell you is I I have a lot of shit on my chest I have to get off. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff up here that I need to get out. Some uh, it's going to be fun guys. I'm I'm looking forward to this. I've never uh I've done public speaking, I've done events, but this is going to be fun cuz it's it's basically ad lib, right? Let her fly, let her rip. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 look and again, to peel back the curtain a little bit, the three of us went for coffee last week uh in Canada and we kind of just came up with an idea of topics that we're going to hit on. And I'll say this, like, and, and Wally and I have some great stories about covering the team. Uh, I would encourage you if you, and you don't even, I mean, it helps if you're a Senators fan, because obviously there's going to be a lot of Ottawa talk, but just listening to Yorkie tell us stories at the coffee shop about Scotty Bowman, about playing in Detroit, uh, some time in Anaheim. Uh, Adirondack. Uh, Adirondack. Uh, it's just great stories that, you know, you don't often hear, like you might hear them on podcasts or whatever, but like told in the manner in which uh, Yorkie's going to tell these stories, I think it's going to be a ton of fun. You know, it's funny. Uh, speaking of Scotty Bowman, uh, you guys know Barry Smith is, right? I'll tell a quick story before we get going. Here. Assistant yeah. coach. Barry Smith is, is one of the greatest assistant coaches. I think he's got six or seven Stanley Cups. When I was in Detroit, Barry Smith was uh, was Scotty's assistant, his long his long time serving assistant coach, and Barry started his coaching career off at right here Elmira College. That's where he first started coaching, and uh, they had an alumni weekend last weekend, 
And I went down and had dinner with Barry and oh my God, fellas, I reaffirmed some of the Scotty stories. We laughed for about two hours straight. Like Barry is, he's so good. Uh, you know, anyone that's been in, that, in the game as long as he has, has great stories. But I, I took a couple from Barry as well that, that I'm going to use Tuesday night that are really, really good. We'll save them for Tuesday, but I, but uh, they're good ones. Yeah, for- and 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 I encourage you, Wally, in the next couple of days, go steal some stories from some other people too. <laughs> Just like you <laughs> oh, stole yeah. some stories from Barry Smith. Steal them and pass them off as your own. Right? That's all you got to do. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh all right, can we get into the show now? Speaking of laughs, you were at the Steve Steos press conference today. What what kind of segue is that? <laughs> there were no laughs. That's the whole he point. Was, there was. He was it very was, good. It, you know, and I was I'll, like, yeah. So go good. Ahead. No, go ahead. All business. All business. Oh my, Steve oh Steos is. Yeah, right? yeah. And you know what's funny? I was on the Merrick uh, Jeff Merrick show earlier today, and I yeah. and, and I, I'll, I'll repeat what I said there because. You know, Jeff brought it up, and, and the both of you, I mean, Wally, you covered Pierre Dorian. Uh, Yorkie, you watched him kind of from afar. Um, it really it really struck me the difference in tone uh, between a Steve Steos availability and a Pierre Dorian. And this isn't meant to be an evisceration of the, uh, the previous mm-hmm. general manager, more than an observation of a degree of clarity, professionalism, and, and tone – that Steve, I think, really struck today, like answered every question. And I guess the, the easiest way for me to, to, to phrase it would be coming out of it, you know, out of a Pierre Dorian press conference, there would be times where you'd be like, man, there's five, six, seven <laughs> me- meme-worthy uh, things. And there wasn't one at all. And, and, and I think that this organization, we talk about this organization, the on-ice product needing to mature. Uh, the office, the, the management and the upper echelons of the regime needed to mature. And I think it was on full display, in my opinion, from my perspective, and I'm always willing to be uh, open to say that, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I, that's my view of it is Steve came out and was um, just very direct without being, you know, over the top or anything like that. And I, I thought his, he struck the right tone in, in that, in that press conference today. That was my takeaway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he was good. I completely agree. Like, yeah, he just he's he, he's very like he's very good at perhaps sometimes skirting the question, right? And obviously yeah. not getting to answer everything, which is what we've come to be accustomed with anybody that speaks publicly. But I just think he's fairly honest and open. You can read between the lines in some of it. I just, I just, you just felt comfortable knowing that it felt like this was being guided by the right person. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I think it was. And 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 he handled, like, you know, he was asked about Tarasenko, Chikrin, the coaching, you know, kind of all the hot-button topics that I think fans kind of want to know about. And, you know, I think he answered them in a, you know, as truthfully as he could, and but as measured as okay. he could, right? Uh, so let's get to some of them. Yeah. Let's. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to hold off on Chikrin till the end. Uh, I just think it's been a lot of chatter. So... Uh, first of all, I'm going to do uh, graphic number one, uh, Gavin, which is he was asked about potential trades and be, being open for business. Well, I am open for business. I think I've had some good discussions with lots of teams. I think I wouldn't be doing my job if I wasn't looking for all opportunities to make this team, you know, successful short term and long term. I think the long term vision is extremely important to keep an eye on here for our, with our group. I think that's you can't have I think that you can't have enough leadership and experience. I think that's certainly an area that I'd like to look at. 
So, Mendez, do we expect some moves between now and March, uh, March 8th? Uh, first of all, who does your transcription? Because I'd like them to be doing it for me. I hate transcribing. And whoever typed up that quote, can I hire them? And they can just transcribe <laughs> for me. And then because I. So uh, do you not. Do you think Thanks, between you. the Thank two you, of Ian. them. I worked hard on that. Ian. <laughs> <laughs> I worked really hard. You know what? I appreciate all your compliments. Oh, Thank bad. I'm, pi I'm picturing Yorkie transcribing that. See, that would be great. A, A, B. <laughs> My job is gifts, testing. gifts, and putting together collages with a salt shaker. With yeah. <laughs> uh, like so. Okay. To, to to get to your question, Wally, about March eighth. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Like, uh, like, and like you said, like you said, you want to get the chicken later, and that's fine. Like, I don't think Jacob Chikrin is a pressing agenda item for, for Steve Stales, Dave Poulin, and company before March eighth. I really don't. So. Um, what I do think is a pressing issue is Vlad Tarasenko and Dominic Kubalik. And, uh, you know, Kubalik is probably not going to fetch you uh, much in return of anything, but, but Tarasenko might. And that's, that's the one to me that if you're asking me what's the most interesting piece or what's the most, you know, uh, intriguing uh, player on the roster, it's Vlad Tarasenko because he's a pending UFA. He, but here's the key. Vlad holds the cards, right? Like he's mm -hmm. he's got a no movement clause, so it's not like you can just mm -hmm. flip him out to. And I'm gonna just, and I don't mean to do this in a disparaging way, but like, like Winnipeg, for example, right? Like, like you can't just send them to Winnipeg because they're a cup contender. Like Vlad would have to sign off on, I mm -hmm. I want to go there, right? Like so, right. Uh, he's gonna be able to handpick his destination, and uh, I wonder. But but Steve said today that he hasn't had a conversation with Vlad Tarasenko yet. Here's the quote. Uh, here's more of a Yorkie's typing. I've uh, I've not had a conversation <laughs> with Vladdy. Obviously, with where we're with where we are in the standings, and you know him becoming an unrestricted free agent, it's certainly something that we'll continue to take a look at. I've been extremely impressed with Vlad. He goes on to say he's been very good defensively. That people don't give him enough credit, but that's basically the gist of it. Which I take from that, Mendez. He's on the table. A thousand percent. It yeah, I yeah, I think so. Like, like you know, Yorkie's saying a thousand percent. Yeah, I mean, whether it's a thousand percent, ninety-nine percent, whatever, I, I think it behooves you to explore that. And you know, one thing Steve Steo said today that may have been lost, like he said a lot of things in his 15 minutes. There was one little point in his press conference where he said that the long-term vision of this team was kind of at the core of yeah. his thought process yes and and you have to ask yourself at 34 and, and, and is, is vladdy 30 how old is vladdy now just 30, he's 32 30 he'll be 33 next december 33 yeah so he's 32 you have to ask yourself in 18 to 36 months or whenever we think that this team is going to be like ready not to just compete for a playoff spot but maybe compete compete for for something bigger is he going to play a role? And if the answer is yes, then I think you it behooves you to have the conversation with him and see if you can slide him in. But if you truly think the answer is no, then I think you have to think about moving him out. And and I think, look, Vlad Tarasenko signed a one-year deal in the summer. Yeah, I, There's no way he signed that thinking, I'm going to be here all year. Like, right, Yorkie? Like, you, you, you've been a player. You've been around guys in the locker room. Like, so if you sign a one-year deal and you're a veteran – don't you do that within the back of your mind, knowing that being traded at the deadline is a very distinct possibility? I'm going to, I'm going to tell some people something I want to hear right now. He took a long time to sign here in Ottawa. 
This wasn't his first choice. Yes, now he's come here. He's done everything asked of him. He's played great. And I'm sure he likes it here. People are friendly here. As I'm sure his wife and the family, they're having a good time. But it would be career suicide for him to stay here. <laughs> when you really think about it and not play in the playoffs at 32 years of age, if he stays here, he's not going to get close to the 5 million he's making right now. If you look at guys his age, that what they're making in the league right now, the only way he's going to go get paid is if he gets traded and has a, has a good playoff run. So why wouldn't you bet on yourself? If, if he's got any kind of competitive bone in his body, which I know he does, guys want to cop, he's a very good player, he's going to bet on himself. And that's why, to your point, Ian, he signed a one-year deal because he says, you know what? I'm going to show people that I still have lots left in the tank. So if you want to show people, you're not going to sit here and not play in the playoffs. So I, I think he will be traded. And I also think with Steos and looking at the prospects, guys, like they are very, very thin. And, and if you look what's coming up as far as those cupboards, they are, they're barren right now. I know there's Clevin, but after him, it's few and far in between. So I, I think it's a perfect storm right now. He's playing really well. He's scoring. His market value is going up for the day. I, I, I think it's going to be a perfect time for to trade him and, and get something good in return. That's, that's what I think. I just, I know how guys think. And, and if he, he needs to go somewhere and play and play in the playoffs. Yeah, I you know what? And and at some point soon, I know we have a couple of prospects writers at the athletics, Scott Wheeler and Corey Pronman. Like every year at the midseason point, they'll put out organizational rankings of like where all 32 teams are in terms of their prospect pipeline. I'm super intrigued to see where Ottawa yeah. ranks. Guys, if I had to guess, they're gonna be bottom five. Like I think yeah. they're gonna be bottom five. And those guys haven't really told me much, but I know how 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 the Senators' pipeline is viewed externally. I'm not talking about the core. I'm not talking about Tim and Sanderson and like those guys have all graduated. Ridley, Greg. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about that next layer, as you mentioned, Clevin, Boucher, uh, Yarventi, Crookshank, like uh, uh, Ostapchuk. Like all of them have NHL potential. I want to be very clear. I think all of them have NHL potential. But are, is there anybody not playing in Ottawa right now that you can definitively say? Lock it in. That guy is a future NHLer, no questions asked. And I, I don't know that they have that one guy. And so I'm with you, Yorkie. If you have led Tarasenko and you can get a second-round pick for him, I, I don't know if you can extract the first like the, the Blues did last year for the Rangers, but if you can get a second-round pick and then you have your own first-round pick and then you have Detroit's either or Detroit, well, likely be Boston's first-round pick, yeah, uh, yeah. but you have two first-rounders and a couple of second-rounders, like now maybe you can start to, to replenish that cupboard. Yeah, yeah, and and no, I I'm with you on that one. I'm I'm just just thinking out loud here. Like, like if Ottawa, like you look at their cap situation here, Sanderson's cap hits going way up. So that you got to figure that in. You, you have to figure that they're going to bring in a right D, but they're probably going to lose one of their left D. So for Vlad to sign somewhere, is is there going to be room for him at that five million mark? Because that, that's probably what he's going to want again. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, but here's the thing. If you're offered $5 million in Ottawa and $5 million in Florida or Vegas or wherever there's a tax-free state, yeah. you're making a lot more playing in those yeah. cities. People, so people make, offer the same amount of money. Yeah, people make... People make a lot more of the tax-free stuff because guys have I very disagree. good accounts. Well, I'll tell you from experience, guys have accounts I, that ask. That, we need Bobby on here. He would have told you exactly. That's why they're all living down south. They don't have to pay a bunch of taxes. No, I know when you're done, but there's certain vehicles guys can use to set up trusts, set up RCAs where it's actually sometimes more beneficial to play in Canada because you can put your money in a trust and you can take it out later if you're going back to the States and pay a lot less tax. I, I know a ton of guys. So... Everybody that says that you narrative. You get Kent Mandeville on. Well, I'm telling you because I I know firsthand. So, <laughs> just it's not as bad as people say living in in Canada and the tax situation. There's ways around it, but there's no way around your wife saying, "Hey, uh, Florida's interested." Hmm, that sounds pretty good. No snowsuits, <laughs> no boots. What are we? Let's go. So that's to me. That's people make way more of a deal. The money thing. There are ways around it. Yeah, and, and don't forget, too, guys, the exchange rate matters, right? These guys are all getting paid in American dollars. When you live in Canada, yeah. the price of living, when you're making American dollars but paying out most of your living expenses in Canadian dollars, yeah, there is there is a difference, right? Like you're, yeah. you're mm -hmm. getting 1.25, whatever it is. So anyway, yeah. I, I agree with you, Yorkie. It's, prob it's, it's probably a little bit more overblown than, than yeah. sometimes we make it out to be. And Vlad and Vlad loves New York City, where hey, you're not getting any tax breaks. You're paying oh, about yeah. 20, 20 G's a month for your rent. It's like you're, you're, if, if you're a guy that's really worried about that, you're, New York's not going to be on the top of your list. Okay, we're moving on. Uh, I want to get to Jacob Chickren. Uh, there is some other stuff I want to get to, but since we're in the middle of trade talk, um, you, I believe, Ian Mendez, asked the question today about Jacob Chickren. Yeah, uh, and he, he did, and Steve Stales did say. Uh, first of all, I'm disappointed that his name's out there. Um, I think what do you have? Uh, when, I think when you have these conversations with other teams, uh, of course, people are going to call and ask about Jacob Chikrin as well. So I'm just disappointed for him. I guess it's just part of the game. Um, 
but really, like, let's be honest here. Of course, his name is going to be out there. So is Thomas Shabbat's in a way. Like, we all talk about players who are potentially, when you're in the bottom third of the league, everybody's under the microscope. Um, but people have called about Jacob Chikrin, and Steve Steos hasn't said no. So, uh, like, I, I get it that people don't want to hear their name in trade rumors. Chris Phillips went through it for years, but that's just reality. Look, I, look, and I had a really good conversation with Jacob in Montreal on whatever day, on Tuesday, and I kind of went to him and said, "Look, there's a lot of stuff around you right now. Are you you okay if I ask you? Are you okay? You want to address some things?" And he was he was eager to, and and if you see the strength of his quotes, where he like, guys, mm-hmm. here's what Jacob Chikrin's angry about. He's not angry that his name. I want to make this clear. He's not angry that his name is. In the rumor mill, guy understands the business. He knows what he doesn't like is the perception that he is unhappy here. He was, you know what? I think he was really hurt by that I, on a personal level, and no. I think he tried to convey that to me that uh, the idea that he's not happy here. He said, "Look, I bought a house here. I didn't rent a house. I bought a house. I'm five minutes from my sister. I'm ten minutes from my grandpa." He's like. I love it here. Like now, if you want to talk about me being a trade prospect uh, for other reasons, I think he understands that. But, but the idea that he is unhappy living in Ottawa and being a senator, I think is a is a, a notion he wanted to to uh, do away with. And 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 I think even Steve Stales today it seemed to indicate that he's a little disappointed that it's gotten to this point. But to Wally's point, uh, something's got to give here on the left side of the D. And yeah. There are only certain like marks in the calendar where it makes sense to trade people. It only mm-hmm. happens around the deadline and around the draft. And that's really about it. So as we get closer and closer to that next point in the calendar, it becomes a talking point whether people like it or not. And so mm-hmm. I think it behooves Steve Stales to listen because if at some point he and Dave Poulin and whoever else is in, in involved in that decision, Ryan Bonus, whoever – if they decide that, yeah, you know what, paying three defensemen $8 million each isn't going to make sense, the time to execute on that is at some point before June 30th of this calendar year. And I say that because uh, Thomas Shabbat has a no trade that kicks in July 1st. So if he's the guy that you want to trade, you got to move him before then. Jacob Chickren has one year left on his deal. Uh, you can start to negotiate with him. Uh, after July 1st, but again, maybe you'll got an indication, but like, these are the times that you have to have those hard conversations. And um, I think his name being floated out there isn't uh, necessarily toxic or bad, but I think the impetus or the catalyst behind some of it, I think was wrong or misguided. And that's all he really wanted to address. And, and, and we'll see how it plays itself out here, but, but I I have a hard time believing uh, that they will be able to shoehorn in, three defense like you guys can tell yeah. me how many defensemen in how many teams in the league have three defensemen making eight million i, I don't know how many teams have three left defensemen that could arguably be number one yeah. first first line quarterbacks and that's the problem a first uh, your power play quarterback and your best puck mover skate defenseman usually makes eight million plus so that's what chikrin he's looking around he's like geez I want to make eight million plus. That's what I do. I've got my whole career, but you see Shabbat makes that Sanderson makes that. So I, something has to give. So it'll be interesting. It'll, 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 it'll be interesting. But in, in Steos the, did the... say though, Chikrin can play on the right 
there's some good and bad with that. And so, Yorkie, I wanted to ask you about playing your offside because yeah. Steos made it seem like it was no big deal. You can do it. There is some obviously downsides to it. How difficult or uncomfortable is it to keep playing on your left side if you're not if you're not really comfortable doing it? It's it's generally easier for left-handed defensemen to do it versus right shot D. Because sometime over when they've grown up, whether they play junior or college, they've done it because there's almost always in most scenarios more lefties and righties on, on a team. So you generally have more practice being on that as you grew up as a righty. I, I only played the right side growing up and then you're just so used to it. It was difficult for me. Um, and, and I'm a big believer in righty lefty. I just think it helps you in so many ways, especially I could get, I could tell you a bunch of different reasons why, but that's, that's for another day. Yeah. But I just, I just look at that. I look at the, that makeup of the blue line and there's three number one quarterbacks on this team right now. Like Sanderson's running the first unit right now. And you got Chikrin that's done that his whole career. And you got Shabbat. That's so, so to me, something has to give right there. You have too much of one thing. What you need is a what you need is a good solid two way right shot defenseman, and that guy would play with one of those guys. But I, I the more I think about it, I, I I think something will eventually happen, and it'll probably happen at the deadline because then you get that player for for two playoffs. If it happens to be Chikrin, you'd get him for two playoffs. It's interesting to watch it play out. Um, I would keep Thomas Shabbat and I would you I feel like I feel like I'm in the minority a lot of times on it. Yeah. It's a tough I, call. Yes. But I what about you? Who would you take? Who would you take Ian? Boy, uh it's a it, I am really torn on this because yeah. uh Chicken's a touch younger, right? One uh, year. One year. One year younger. Uh yeah. but he's got I mean but here's the thing both of the guys I think because of their injury history there's some questions yeah. about both of them right like mm -hmm. yeah, both yeah. of them have had uh injury issues and, and it's oh man i it's it's a real tough one and they, like i don't know like it's not as remember the the red and chara one is always the yeah, one that you're like that's the no, one what, what's the uh, and and boy two I don't totally know. two totally different players or two totally different players but and this one doesn't feel like they're totally different they're they're more, yeah. both more offensively inclined if that makes sense right yeah yeah, yeah. No, okay I'm let me sure. put it to you this way then if it does it depend on what the hall is in return and maybe for that's sure. where you look for at sure it. it does for sure it does absolutely if you can make your yeah. team better yeah. by moving I, either one of them uh i think that's the move well yeah. then i think it's fair to say that given uh, i think chicken's the, the chicken's the guy that would land you more i is that fair and i say that because of the cap hit isn't yep. as big. You're not locked in as long. Like yeah. Ottawa. Yeah. Like I, I think yeah. if you're moving Shabbat, you might have to eat some money or take some. Yeah. So it's Maybe. hard to move an $8 million player that I think well, Thomas has signed through what? 2027. And, and he makes 10 million next year. Yeah. yeah. In real cash, 8 million yeah. hit. And and yeah, yeah. So if you're looking at it from, like solely from that perspective, player A, player B and player A nets you a bigger return. And otherwise you don't really care. Then I, then I would see the argument for, it being chicken, if you feel like you're getting a lot more in return yep. and you can improve your team, I, I see, I absolutely see the strategy. And I think what's really interesting too, guys, is mm -hmm. 
Dave Poulin and Steve Steos in particular, Ryan Bonus to less of an extent, but those two guys at the top of the org chart, they are not emotionally tied to anybody. They didn't nope. draft Thomas Shabbat. They didn't trade for Jacob Chikrin. They didn't give out any of these extensions. So I think they'll be able to come in and look at this in a very calculated, non-kind of emotional way. And I think that's important because I think sometimes you fall in love with the players that you draft and the players that you trade for and the players that you sign because you're intrinsically connected to them and your reputation is. Not so for Steos and Poulin. And I think that matters. This, this is actually the best best case scenario right now for exactly those reasons. It, it's like... It's like you've hired consultants, but they are the owners of the team and they yeah. the general manager to come in and they've got no feelings, uh, no sentiment. Because listen, with 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 Pierre Dorian, we knew that Branstrom was going to get every single opportunity in the world because he traded Mark Stone for him. But now that's gone. And then what happens? Jacques Marte sets him out. That wouldn't have happened before. But I want to go back to something you said about there. If you're going to trade, and I'll, I'll say Jacob Chicken right now at the deadline, because of that cap hit, most teams will be right up against the cap that are looking to add because they're going to be one of the better teams. He makes a lot less. You'll be able to fit him in probably way easier than a Thomas Shabbat salary, and you get him for two seasons. So it's 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 basically two runs. You get two kicks at it with that player. And where else in the league can you find a top four defenseman that makes that kind of money? There's not many. There's not a lot of those guys around at that age. Oh. And especially if you eat, if you're Ottawa and you're like, I will eat 40% of Chikrin's salary for this year and next, and you're going to give us a first round plus something, yep. like, yep. boy, oh boy, like that. Now you start to think to yourself that that's worth it. But I still think that they're a little ways away from that. I don't, me too, me too. I don't yep. know that, that, that it's a pressing issue, but again, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's great fodder for conversation and just to be clear i like i like jacob i'm not trading him unless i get a great deal i'm not yeah, I, i'm not I'm, I'm not trading him for like a couple picks it's it's got to be a really it's got to be something real good because i like the player a lot i like shabala i yep. i'm really intrigued to watch this team play when everyone's healthy i want i want to see where they're at i, I agree and uh, one more thing about that steve steos and i think i'm not sure if you asked it again even or not but said uh, if it was a good question it was me <laughs> said we could work it under the cap uh it's, he's still signed for one more year and so we still think we can make it fit later down the road yeah, so yeah. he didn't dismiss out signing him altogether yeah well okay uh last thing about the steve stale presser and I, we still got to get to your i don't know you broke bread with michael landlauer in montreal again and then you had, yeah he's like the mom he's the chosen yeah. one eh? yeah no him. we got to get to nah, that no so, so, Hugging. It all goes back to the hug at the press conference. That was not a hug. <laughs> he went right to Mendez. Uh, pretty soon it'll be this Bring long it in. Embrace. Bring it in. It oh my god. A, that was a good. Okay. It, it was that was a good hug. It wasn't okay. a hug. It was it was a chest bump. <sighs> last thing. Last topic we're covering. It's a two first. Yes. Uh, he was asked about the coaching staff and if there was going to be any kind of mid-season replacement. Uh, for Jacques and he kind of he basically shut that down pretty quick I thought but he did say I found this one this is one of those key comments I think he made was I couldn't be more encouraged with the messaging uh, the execution and where this team is going under Jacques Martin I thought that like he sees now that the path of Jacques is on the right it's the right path under Jacques and what's happened anyway he moved on to say he was asked about turning it around this season can we turn it around I mean I'm encouraged you know I think 
that you see the, co the commitment from the group. I think you see the discipline. I think you see the detail starting to come into our game. And that's, uh, that's really what I've been waiting for for this group. That clip to me says exactly everything that we've said all along. There was no discipline. They just didn't have details in their game. And now we're starting to see this transpire. And uh, they've done pretty well in their last six games. Yeah, but listen, like it's it's six games. I, I'm not putting the mission accomplished banner up. No, no, they've played on this. 15 the, the, under Jacques. Yeah, and, but they've looked, they've looked better. They look yeah. more composed. They, they absolutely do. You know, Jacques gave an interesting anecdote. Uh, was it? Yeah, it was today. It was today. I, I'm getting confused. But he said the first game that he coached in Arizona, he said the first period he was blown away. He had never seen the team have as much puck possession, ozone time as he did in the first period at Mullet. Then he said in the second period, he could see them tightening up on the bench. And on the third, in the third period, I think Jacques used the word debacle. Jacques, like <laughs> it was a debacle. debacle. And, and, and I think at that point he started to realize this is a mental, this is not necessarily an X's and O's thing as much as people think. This is a mental issue with this group. There's a, like, so it's taken some time. And I love, like, what Steve Steyo said today is right. And I think now in hindsight, when people ask, was Jacques Martin, was Jacques Martin the right guy to bring in in the interim? The answer is unequivocally yes, because he's brought in all of the elements that I think that they wanted Jacques to bring in, which is structure, calmness, stability, all these things. And now what you want is for Jacques to lay the foundation for whomever takes over next season. Because I I don't think Jacques is coming back to coach on a full-time basis next year. I think he rides out this season. Yeah. And then he hands off the keys to somebody else. Uh, that's just my gut feeling. That's not me having conversations with anybody. That's just logic dictates to me that's what's going to happen. But this is what you want. You want to set it up so that there's a situation that the, the incoming guy, Jock has dealt with the mess, right? Jock has cleaned it up, and now the next person can come in and take this program to the next level. That's the hope. Question, Ian. Has Jock had his skates on yet and been on the ice for any of the process? No, he hasn't. And and you know what, Yorkie, that's a really important point. And I, I yeah, I, yeah. Excuse me. And I say that because um I think it's okay in the here and now in the interim situation yeah. that the head coach isn't on, on the ice. I, I think that's fine. Like uh Jock has that I've seen, I haven't seen him on the ice one time. Yeah. Um Alfie runs the practices, Ben Sexton, Jack Capuano, yeah. Justin Peters. Um, yeah. but I think you need, I mean, Yorkie, you, I should just let you speak to this, not, not me and Wally, but um, you need your head coach on the ice, don't you, over the course of a regular season? thousand percent. Jacques's got two bad hips. He's got a bad knee. Um, and people might not think, like, you know, Ken Hitchcock was a bigger guy. He was on the ice. But that's the one thing with Jacques, people that think he's going to come back and coach next year. I just don't. It has nothing to do with the age. It's more how's your body feel and how your hips. And I know that's part of the reason you can't go on the ice. I And I'm, this is just my personal feeling on it. I, I think he, looking from the outside in, he'd much prefer being a consultant and being that, that type of role at this time of his, his life. But, hey, he's probably having a ball right now being back behind the bench and being in it again because there's nothing like it. But that, to me, is probably the reason why he hasn't been on the ice, the hips and, and that. And I know, I know he's had some work done. Um, but yeah, you, 
there's just a tone when your head coach is on the ice. It's very, yeah. very similar to school when the supply teacher is there. A little different here. Alfie's the supply teacher right now, and Jacques usually standing at the bench. But there's just when the head coach steps on the ice for practice, everybody knows, all right, time to get down to business. That's just it's it's just the way it is. And certain coaches have a presence about them. The good ones all do. The good ones do. It's when they enter the room before before a pregame talk or a pregame speech. It's the same thing. But it's it to me, it's an absolute necessity. You're you're now it doesn't matter because for the reasons we said, but 82 game schedule. Yes. Your, your coach has to be on the ice. So that leads me into Patrick Ottawa. If you saw his first practice or first couple of practices, he's snapping, banging sticks about the Islanders. Um, he met with Michael Andlauer. Michael Andlauer spoke in French about, he did have brief conversations. I don't know if it was to come back and coach. Um, but I still got to think, and I know Steve alluded to it again today that he's looking for the summer to make this decision to see who's available. Yeah. But if Patrick Waugh was the guy that you thought would be the coach, would you not hire him now? I just don't think that he was the right fit in here for the Ann Lauer Steos group. Maybe I'm wrong. No, Wally, I think you're right in that if whoever the person that they believe is the long-term coach of this team, if that person was available December the 18th or whatever day they let go of DJ Smith, I think that guy is the guy you bring in. I really do. I, there's no need to have Jacques Martin as an interim. So to me, if, and this, this is educated guessing on my part. If you felt like Barube was your guy, you'd bring him in. It, like, and, and, and maybe part of this is the, the person that you want is still working. He's under contract. I know that's the talk around John Gruden with the Marlies. Uh, mm. But there's also something to be said for what if we get to the end of the regular season and there's the coaching carousel always moves. And I'm throwing this guy's name out there, not for any, not to stir the pot or anything, but I'm just saying like, imagine Tampa Bay doesn't make the playoffs and they all just decide, you know what? Coop, it's been a great oh, run. Yeah. And, and, and John, no, and, and I'm just saying, I've John, yep. John says, I'm walking. Away. I'm just saying, John says, I'm walking away, whatever. Well, like the, the pool, of, I, I'm throwing yeah. his name out as an example. Todd McClellan mm -hmm. in Los Angeles, another one. Like, where, like, what if there are changes in April, early May, and suddenly that pool of candidates is a little bit deeper? So, I, I, unless the guy you unequivocally wanted is available, why not just ride this out with Jacques Martin and then see what the, the the landscape looks like in April and May, and then hire your guy at some point before the draft? I think that's that's the key. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point, Ian, because that's when you really think any anything could happen at the end of the season. Come playoff time, all of a sudden, wow, this guy is available. It's 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 a great way to look at it, and, and I truly believe. This everyone's talked about this already, but they weren't planning to fire DJ that quickly. They weren't. No, no, they, it, they weren't. It, it 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 got to the point where they had no choice because they didn't want him to come back uh, after that trip and get and get booed out of uh, the CTC. So all of a sudden, shit, what are we gonna do? All right, Jacques, let's go. Alfie, let's go. And then all uh, of a sudden, you're you're gonna do something again three weeks later. You know what, Jacques, Alfie, you're out. Here's a new coach. It's just they had to quiet the circus because. I was watching guys on Twitter sending memes like, hey, the circus is back. They had yeah. the big top on at the CTC. Yeah, no I just Greg. think they 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 <laughs> got no Greg. I love him. He's so good. But you had you needed some you needed some calmness. You just needed the noise to stop for a while. And who better than that? You got the 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 calculated, quiet, 
Jacques Marte to come in and start teaching guys to make better decisions. Because that's basically that's basically what Jacques' job has been. Everyone talks about structure and this. His job is to teach these guys to make better decisions on the ice. And that's what yeah, he's yeah. been trying to do. And when you teach guys to make the right decisions, you usually play better. A few saves help too. I just want to point out before we move on, uh, Greg Hodgins in the chat. So we can tweet out per Ian Mendez, the athletic John Cooper is the leading candidate for the Ottawa Senators head coach <laughs> position. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I Robert it. Morris. Oh, we're going to we're, we're going out there saying John Cooper is coming to the sentence. Make Cooper. it pep, mark it, it pepper. It was so. it was an, an example of the type of coach that could be available. Mendez, don't you know how no, things work it. around here? It. We yeah, exactly. That, oh Gavin's going. Gavin's going to clip that, and that's yeah. going oh. to be our headline. No, he's not. Today. Exactly. We get enough John trouble. Cooper. Yes, he's coming. Uh, Book it, Mendez. Yes, let's. Michael Landlauer. How, so yes. you met with him in Montreal. I know yeah. you've met with him before, but um, this was a big game for him. Obviously, this was the last time he was going to sit in those seats. But you can tell that story. Is how long did you meet with them? Um, did you pay or did you make him pick up the bill? Was it just Ooh. hot dogs? Well, well what so, happened? so the full you want the, you guys want the truth, like the real behind the scenes? Yeah, I want yes. the truth. Or like God a fake damn it. No, I'll give you the truth. And and like he he was really gracious with his time. I knew that going back to Montreal, he would have a um a very busy schedule. It would be an emotional day. And I just reached out to him. Do you have a few minutes before the game? I just want to get your thoughts on stepping back in there and cheering against the halves and he he was great and and so we met at he said come to the zamboni entrance at five o'clock at the bell center and i got to there and by the way that can i just say something about this this him clapping at the glass you can say what you have can i i had a huge i have a big regret on tuesday night i'm seeing that tweeting out i wanted to quote tweet him clapping at the glass and i wanted to tweet out that's what i call best in sass (laughs) <laughs> there that's and, and i didn't uh, do it and i'm regretting it i'm like i had the opportunity best yeah. in sass and i didn't yes. do it anyway disappointed so I, yeah tuesday so, night he's at yuck yucks tuesday night ian mendes yeah. <laughs> yeah no i uh i uh, uh so i met him at the zamboni and he says to me he says do you want to uh do you want to sit in do you want to sit in my old seats and do the interview Oh like his God. three, he had three front row seats. I think section one seventeen, where he sat with his wife and his son. Or he said, "Do you want to come into the owners' lounge? I get one last chance to be in the owners' lounge." I'm like, "I gotta take the owners' lounge, yeah. don't I?" Yeah. Like, oh, I'm absolutely. Like, yeah, is that even a question, Michael? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we go in, and you know, it's, there's a bartender there, and he's like, "Do you want anything?" I'm like, "I gotta work the game." So I, true to my reputation, had a sparkling water. Okay. All right. Time, time out here. Time. Let's let's rewind. I can't have like a glass drink. drink. Can I? Like hugs yeah, with I the, the owner. Line? Hugs I with the owner. Never, now he's I going never for drinks. Him. I never hugged <laughs> him. Look at this guy. That was, are you what? living at the Adlauer home now? I, they, yeah. you, did they adopt you? Hey, I am. No, dog, I just sent him a text. Dog, like, hey, do you want to get sitting. together? I'm dog sitting. No, no. You know what? I like. So to me, I'm like, I can't have a drink and then go to the press box. Can you imagine I got, you. I got whiskey oh. breath and I'm asking Jacques Martin questions in the post game. <laughs> what happened to the power play? Yeah. I so see I, I, I see, I'd be so good. I didn't think so. So anyway, I sat down with him and it was great. Like just from a, I got about, th- I think it ended up being 30 minutes of just chatting about his time as a, with Montreal. So he was really, really um, 
really courteous and gracious with his time. And and I, I know that on the broadcast tonight, uh, there's going to be uh, – he gave some time to TSN as well. You're going to see that on, on the broadcast. So he's been – where I'm going to give him a ton of credit is he's tried, I think, really hard – to create with, uh, you know, some of us who cover the team, uh, a little bit more of a relationship with multiple people, which I, I, you know, I, I appreciate. And I think it's healthy for, for the ecosystem in this market. hundred percent agree. Um, and, and for you to, so very few people, by the way, traveling, I think you were probably the only reporter traveling on that trip. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, and I, and I hate that. I really do. I I think it's it's a terrible sign for the industry. I don't, I take zero, uh, pleasure or happiness that I'm yep. the, I was the only guy in Philly or I was the only, and I, when I say that, I mean, like, obviously there's broadcasters, but I mean, reporters, it's not yep. good. It's not good for the industry. And I, I don't like it. So you'll never see me tweet out, Hey, if you want to follow along, I'm the only right. guy. Cause that to me, it's not right. I, I don't like it. I will do that for you. Um, <laughs> so uh, the other question is uh, in Philadelphia, you were on national broadcast television, uh, chilling I with was. the moms yes. uh, have, with your sparkling water uh in the background it's the, it's the winter of mendez it's he's everywhere <laughs> that's right <laughs> he paid was, for a meal this whole trip <laughs> the only thing after the summer of pierre is the winter of mendez yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a t-shirt coming so yeah. <laughs> uh take me so this is probably and i know you tweeted about it and, and i even before i saw the tweet i would think this would be the best assignment because one it's just a group of, of fun people that just want to have a good time. And it's the moms and the moms do so much work for these players. Uh, if you've ever been, if you've ever had a kid in minor sports, you know that the mom is the backbone. Uh, take me through this trip of what it was like for the time that you got to spend with them. It was awesome, man. You know, and, and, and a ton of credit to, I'm going to give to Chris Moore in the Senators PR department because I asked him, I said, look, I'm going to go on this trip and I'm looking for a little help, a little cooperation. And, you know, each night there he gave me, he's like, here, Here's the sweet number. Go have at it. And so, you know, I, I've been fortunate over the years to kind of strike up a bit of a relationship. I've, I've you know, known uh, mm-hmm. Kathy Pinto, for example, a little bit. Uh, Marion Stutzla, because uh, Chantal Kachuk a little, like, a little bit. Uh, and, and just, uh, you know, Mark Kasselik's mom, Susan. Like, I've had a chance to go to these people's homes, sit with them, talk about their son. So at least I felt like I'm knocking on the door it's not a complete, uh, you know, stranger walking in, <laughs> but they could not have been more uh, uh, courteous Welcoming. and gracious with their time. And, and, and just to, you know, to hear the stories of, how, I, I'm trying to think of what would be a great one. Like just that, that I didn't even get to, to put in my, my story is like, so uh, De, uh, Deanne Batherson, who's Drake's mom uh, says she was so blown away. She said they all got lost on, I want to say it was, they were staying at the four seasons in Philadelphia. And Deanne says they were they were they were just confused by uh, the elevators. They, they they've never been in such a high end hotel, and they got in, and this elevator just shot them up to the 60th floor, and they were all confused. And she said, you know, there's all these moms, and we're just out of our element here. Our sons do this all the time, and and you know, you know we're flying on a first class plane, and 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 so you really you, you sense the appreciation because I think Chantel Kachuk was the only one who had been on a mom's trip before when 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 matthew was in calgary and there was really um like, like i don't i don't uh tsn told the story of artem zub's mom it took her 20 hours to get to north oh. america marion stutzler told me i wish i had it written down i want to say it it took her 28 hours wow. to get here from dusseldorf i i want to say it was 28 uh chantel kachuk 
uh, told me that on Friday night, her husband Keith got inducted into the Blues Hall of Fame. Mm. And she's like, I can't miss that. And I can't miss Brady's trip. So she literally hauled out of St. Louis after uh, Keith's uh, thing. She got to Ottawa in time for the national anthem at the Winnipeg game. So it, it, it was really, it, it was just fun listening to them talk about how difficult it was to get there, but how much they enjoyed it. Uh, and, and, and I think the one for me that really hit home was Kathy Pinto because of what Shane had mm -hmm. been through. And, uh, and she told me she broke down and she cried and she hugged Shane in the locker room at the bell center because it finally, she said it, it hit me what everything has ha what's happened that we're here. And it, it it was really emotional. It was one of the, the I don't know. I, like, Wally, yeah, you've I, done a bazillion road trips over the years. And I guarantee you, you and I, we've probably forgotten 95% of them, right? Because mm -hmm. of whatever, because they're just, just a game. generic road trips. This is one I'll remember for a long time, not only because Shane came back, uh, but because of the moms and, and the energy, the enthusiasm, and the exuberance they had around the rink. It, it was really special. You know, I did I did two father's trips, and the one my dad had passed away, so my brother accompanied me. Uh, those are two of my greatest memories of my career. I can't even imagine my mom being on a trip. It should be the same way. She'd be all confused. Yeah. <laughs> where, where do I go in this? But it just, I, I'll, I'll, you know what? I, got, I hate to do this, but we'll give you a little bit of love here. That no. article you, that article Ian wrote, wrote in the Athletic was exceptional, and, and it's anyone hasn't read it yet. Talks about the trip in depth, about the what the moms were doing. Really, really good because it, it hit home for me because you start thinking about your mom and all this stuff and how important they are, and you could just see the joy anytime every time they pan to the moms, how much fun they were having. Because it's it's they they interact differently at a game than your dad does. Like you could see them and they're dancing right. after the the ABBA songs. But um, you know that's and I'm trying to remember with 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 Michael Andlauer too. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. But but his his mom was a big driving force in his life. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It yes. So you could see how it would be extra special for him too, because it seemed like the Sens had an extra long mom's trip. And I heard like. According to your article, the, the gift certificates at Holt Renfrew, yeah, um, like treated like queens, and rightfully so. But that just goes to show you what Michael Andlauer is all about, and and that will go a long way with the players because you don't forget things like this. Like it, it really hits home. So, anyways, I, I just thought it was really well done. Yeah, yeah. and you know, my, I I just thought about it too. You know, one of my favorite quotes too was from Chantal Kachuk because I asked her about how how tough has it been to watch your son from afar. Like she's in St. Louis and she's seen it. She saw him get angry at the media or not the media, but like remember back in November when he, he kind of took a shot at the fans and she's seen the frustration. And, you know, she told me, she said, you know, as a, as a parent, you're only as happy as yeah. your least happy child. So and true. I thought, my goodness gracious, what a good way of putting it. And it's so true. You're, we're yeah. only as happy as our least happy child. And she admitted it's been really hard to watch from afar and same with Marion Stutzla. She says, you know, I can see it on my TV. I can just, I just know my boy. I, I know his eyes. And, and, you know, Marion even admitted to me, you know, December was a really tough go for Tim. Uh, and, and we talked about Tim lost his dog. Uh, obviously the, co the coaching change, everything was, it was a really tough go, but I'll tell you on that road trip, Tim, it, the little spark was back in his eye. It was really nice to see from my perspective. He's a, he's a, he's a really engaging young man. And, and, 
it went away for him for a few weeks. And it, it does for all of us. We don't always mm. have that little sparkle in our eye and we lose mm. it sometimes. Uh, mm. But you could see like his mom was so happy to be around him again. And uh, it, it's hard on the parents, I think, especially especially when the season hasn't gone according to plan and you yeah. are at a distance and you just can't wrap your arms around them. As a parent, I know that that's really difficult. I, I would say it's safe to say Stitzler has one of the worst poker faces in the game. <laughs> like he just, he just, how he's feeling, you can tell because it's right there on his face. Well, well it's funny because they actually, uh, Marion Stutzler told me there was a card game on the plane and it yeah. was Tim, Marion Stutzler, Josh Norris, Josh Norris's mom, and Thomas Shabbat. And wouldn't I, I would have, I, and I tried to get an answer of kind of who was the winner. And she's like, oh, we ended up landing and the game didn't. Uh, kind of just ended, but like those are the memories that they're going to have from this trip. Is just you know you get the they sat next yeah. to their son yes. on a charter plane awesome. and they played cards like just and I think Marion yeah. said we were just one it was just like being with the boys and it was yeah it just seemed uh, sometimes we lack wholesome content in the year 2024. Mm -hmm. This was wholesome content all week. Like, yeah, tell me you'll never like will you ever forget this the ring of them dancing at the Montreal Bell Center. No. No, Today, no, it never. No, I've never seen that. But like, it, it, we were in the middle of interviewing. Uh, it was yeah, Giroux. Giroux. Yeah, it was yeah. Giroux. And all of a sudden, you just hear Dancing Queen. And then I, I didn't realize. And then I could hear them singing, but I didn't realize it was a circle of dancing until I wrapped up with Claude and went around the corner. And I saw, yeah, I saw people were recording it. And I thought, okay, well, I'm not going to be like the fifth person to take out my phone and somebody else will put this on social media and that's uh, that'll be that and uh but it 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 it, it was really cool for for a yeah. team that is stapled to the basement of the standings you didn't think that they were capable of producing this wholesome energetic authentic moment but they did mm -hmm. they did it in philly and they did it in montreal yeah well this team this team hasn't had fun in a long time and I, I don't care what I don't like everybody I know it's a business but I know from experience when you're going to the rink and you're not having yeah. fun it, it weighs on you. And I, and I know it's easier said than done. And people say you're, it's your job, but it's, it, it is true. And now this team, like you said, sparkle and stuff. eye, like Kachuk's playing like, like, like he is right now. And you're, it's things are coming together. So we'll see, we'll see if they can keep this up because that, uh, you know, like you said, it's only been, what is it? Six games now where things have done well. Yeah. So, okay. Before you go, man, is uh, last question. Since you're saying that this team is riding an emotional high, now they face the number one team in the <laughs> East. Mm. So be, we're going to have a lock of the day later, but I'm going to ask you before you go, are you taking the Ottawa Senators or the mighty Boston Bruins who lost last night to Carolina? Did you just call them the Ottawa Senators? Because <laughs> no. they're hot? It's, it sounded like you said Ottawa Senators. He's getting no. ready for no, Tuesday. I'm a professional broadcaster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to lead off the uh, the yuck yucks with uh, how about those Ottawa Senators, eh? Ho <laughs> ho! <laughs> People be like, what the hell did we pay money for this for? Uh, uh, I, boy, you know, Boston playing last night is interesting, right? Like, they played last night. They, they mm -hmm. got in early in this, like, whatever, 2 in the morning, 1.30 in the morning, didn't skate today. Uh, Ottawa's been really dialed in. You know, here's what I'll say. Like, what I want to see out of Ottawa tonight is exactly what we saw against Winnipeg on Saturday, where you're playing an elite, legitimate Stanley Cup contender. I'm not expecting you to win. I'm not expecting you to dominate. But I am expecting you to have a great effort. I thought they probably deserved a better fate against Winnipeg. And I think mm -hmm. if they do that again, uh, and likely you're and I, like 
you know, Boston, obviously, they, I think last night they went, uh, well, I think it's Swayman tonight, right? It, they went yep. uh, with Olmark last night. I, I mean, Swayman's a Vesna Trophy candidate. They saw yeah. it in Hellebuck on the weekend. Yeah. Even if you outplay somebody, sometimes you don't get all the breaks. But that's all I'm looking for tonight is I think if they can do Just what they did on the Saturday. question. Wait, what, sorry. What was the question? <laughs> Ottawa? Ottawa or Boston? Uh, Boston. Okay. <laughs> well, you're asking Mendes who I think is going to win. Like, I know. I know. Answer. Mendez hates the sense. That's um, right. That, there, there's your and headline. He lo- <laughs> and he loves John. No, the headline is John Cooper is in the mix. <laughs> yeah, Mendez hates the sense and John Cooper's coming. Uh, yes. We appreciate there your time, Ian. Uh, I thank My you. My time, you, I just did a whole hour. I thought this I know. was a twenty-minute. Uh, I just no. I asked you, how much time do you have? Ah. And you said we have. I have whatever. Uh-huh. I thought that was like just me being courteous. You know, when you ask somebody, <laughs> no. Yeah. If, if you no, it's like when you say last question, and then it becomes five questions later. No oh, man. Yeah. No, this was fun. And again, uh, why, don't, why don't you remind people? Do you have the graphic again, Wally, you can put up? Oh, now you're producing the show. <laughs> yes. Now, yeah, let's, uh, I'm going back to my TV days. Can we show the graphic yeah. again uh, of the Yuck Yucks? Uh, yuck Yucks night for Ian Mendez? Yeah, was, can you call it up again? But yeah, that's salty here we go. Up there. This is a ton of fun. It's Tuesday. Uh, and and I, I, okay, I will do a 12, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 12 minutes. I'm going to get up there on my own and I will do a 12-minute set. Okay, so if you're like like a wow. like a one man show, I'm willing to do it. I got to work on it this weekend, yeah, yeah. but I will come in with something before I bring. I will introduce Wally and Yorkie in there. But so that's your hook, folks. If you're if you're on the fence, if you're like I don't know, should I come or not? How would you like to see me potentially fail? Yes, <laughs> doing yes. stand up you- for twelve. Like like think about the womp womps and the oh my god. No. Like, imagine I tell it like I tell the Ottawa joke and dad jokes, laughs, dad jokes, dad silence. jokes. Tell you what I'm doing now that now yeah. that I know this, I'm stopping at Farm Boy to pick up some nice soft tomatoes. Oh, I'm it's got to be. Yeah, I'm just gonna just rinse Mendez with tomatoes for the first what, twelve minutes. What are, you, are you are you heckling me in 1925? Why are you throwing <laughs> rotten tomatoes at me? I, th- I don't know. What do you throw in 2024? I social media barbs. <laughs> it's, it's more damaging than tomatoes. It's social media, man. Yeah, I'm old school. I'm yeah. old school. No, we are so excited to do this on on Tuesday, and I hope that you know people that 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 saw a little bit of this uh, podcast today. <laughs> that's what we're gonna bring uh, to the table on on Tuesday. Is Michael coming? Is he coming to see Ian? Is Michael coming? I yeah. But if he does, I'll buy him a beer. How about that? Yeah. And and so we won't hug. <laughs> uh, during COVID, Mendes and I well, must have been after COVID, whatever. It was some point during COVID, just after. Mendes and I did a show together. We did a thing we at did. Uh, the Barley Mo uh, uh, on uh, on uh, Maryville. Sold yeah, out. Sold out. Now there's so only seating capacity for 10 people, but it's sold out. It's sold, <laughs> we were, it was right by the bathroom, but it was jammed. Anyway, sold out. Hey, yeah, by the, the, new, the new Yuck Yucks, for people that don't know, it's, it's on Richmond Road now, right? It's, yeah, uh, West End there in Biagio's. Don't even have to go. Oh my far. god, like five See, minute drive for me. You, yeah. you don't need to go out to buy. We're doing it in the basement of an Italian restaurant. There's gonna be plenty of tomatoes. Oh, oh nice. You don't need to. You need to stop at Farm Boy. You can just go ahead and get <laughs> them. Noted. All right. Uh, thanks, Ian. Uh, yeah. No, thank you guys. It. Yeah, I'm looking forward uh, to Tuesday, and I always love uh, joining the pod and 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 oh. again filling in for Bobby here too, right? So, well, that, listen. <laughs> Bobby just he, Bobby runs the show however he wants to run the show. But we yeah. appreciate you filling in. I also vote for Mendez 
on uh, Faces Awards. He's up for uh, ah, see, best but sports now, reporter. Now you're shaming me. Now I have to go and say no, you, you got to vote for nope. these guys. No, no. I made a graphic for us. It's good. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying is uh, you're deservedly the best sports reporter uh, probably in the country at the moment. So we uh, we just country. appreciate taking the time. Yeah, Jeez, I, I don't know about the yeah. country. You're, you're, I don't even you're know by about far the city, but, my fa- like, I've, say... I've known you. Hold on. I've known you for like, what, 25 years? Holy um, so it's like we are friends for sure. But I will say that I enjoy the stuff that you write. I think it's immensely yeah. uh, exceptional. I can't. I told him I can't wait to get him because one of these days, Mendez, I'm getting you with a meh rating. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. right? gonna, At the end of the, you're going to get it. One of what, these what, days. Did, what did you just call me, Wally? Immensely what? Ex- uh, immensely exceptional. I, I'm never repeating it again. I, I'm going to make it. an. Uh, I'm going to show up on Tuesday with an immensely ex- uh, exceptional <laughs> T-shirt. Okay. Yeah. But no, thank you so much for having me, guys. I'm looking forward to All Tuesday, right. and uh, yeah, looking forward to, uh, to some laughs. What the hell? I've never seen Wally like div- divvy out so many compliments in my life. Like, what's come over you? No, no. I've always said this about Mendez. We, even when we did a radio show together yeah, one day. Yeah, you know what? He did. He did. Yeah, right. I did. We spent a lot of time in a lot of places across this little land of ours, uh, the flat earth. And uh, we've uh, spent a lot of time together. So I've always appreciated him. Huge respect. All right. All right. God. Salt- well, uh, salty. This guy's supposed to be salty. Why are you yeah. sugar it's now? Sweet. Yeah, I He's know. burning sweet. No, enough of the love in. Come on. Yeah. Get off my enough. show. Get out of here. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Fuck me off. See you, pal. There yeah, goes Ian again. from The Athletic. Okay. We got some work to do. Uh, uh, we're not done yet. We got to get to our pick of the day. But first, uh, I have a did you know? And I've also got our hot performer. So I'm going to go with hot performer first, brought to you by okay. DoorDash. Good. Uh, proudly delivered by DoorDash, if you will. Uh, get everything you need, even at the last minute. Just open the DoorDash app and get what you want from where you want. Multiple restaurants or stores in the same delivery with a double dash on DoorDash. Everyone gets what they want or need. For a limited time, our listeners get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code NATION25. That's 25% off, up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code NATION25. Offered valid in Canada, subject to change, terms apply, our hot performer, I know he's played well, but Jake Sanderson has been on a shooting clinic of late. Mm-hmm. He's His last five games has 25 shots on goal. In fact, over five game stretches since uh, the beginning of the new year, he has the top two uh, best five game segments for shots. I just, we, we often talk about him a lot. I just wanted to give him a little prop of, uh, I think of just how good he's probably been these last five games and yeah. uh, firing pucks on goal uh, certainly helps. Playing simpler too. I had a little yes. stretch. He had a little stretch of hockey when Jacques first took over and Alfie where I thought he was trying to do too much. And he was mm-hmm. a, a few, it's weird to say this about a young player, uncharacteristic, bad turnovers, but you're not really seeing them as much anymore. And he's still doing what I love about Sanderson as his escapability. When he goes back for pucks, like the way he can tight turn and shake a four checker, then make a play. That's a, that's a really tough skill for any defenseman to do, let alone a guy just in his second year. So I'm always impressed with him, Wally. He's just, uh, to be this good at this age yeah. is, is crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I, yeah. I, 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 we keep saying lots of things about Jake Sanderson. I, I just, I'm excited to see mm-hmm. year five of Jake Sanderson, right? I, Filled out, I, full on man. Yeah. I. His dad was really good right away too, eh? Like his, like Jeff, his dad, 
very similar skater. Like one of the one of the quickest skaters when he was playing in the league. I know Jeff Jeff was a forward, Jake, but they skate very similarly. Like that explosive straight ahead, like a little rocket ship. I want the one thing I would like to see him do, if there is one little little change, just a little bit more elusive when he skates. The problem is he's so fast, he can just skate straight ahead and get away from guys. But just a little more of that S pattern skating. But hey, listen, I'm uh, I'm some uh, more edge work. Yeah, but he just he doesn't need it yeah. most of the time because he's so fast. No, no, no I get yeah. it. So when, when we're at when you're at the pro level and you're doing exceptionally well, people think it's nitpicking, but that's what just sets yeah. you apart, right? That's all. Yeah, and listen, he's it's we could talk about him all day. It's just uh, he's been that good. Uh, so watch for Jake Sanderson again tonight. But uh, today's Wendy's. Did you know is brought to you obviously by Wendy's and the Wendy's Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool. Just go to uh, dailyfaceoff.com. Up in the top right hand corner is the icon. Just click on the Wendy's icon. Uh, shots on goal or SOG and GAA and PPG uh, can make or break your week. But don't overlook BPMM Wendy's Bacon Portobello Mushroom Melt. Uh, sure, it may not help you win weekly prizes with Wendy's and the Daily Faceoff Fantasy Pool, but unlike your predictions, it never disappoints. So uh, try your luck, but don't push it because the Bacon Portobello Mushroom Melt is only back for a limited time. And if you miss it, you won't get a second chance. Sign up for Daily Faceoff today, uh, sponsored by Wendy's and the Wendy's app. Wendy's, we keep it fresh. Did you know Brady Kachuk sits at 19 goals? So he's one goal away from his fifth career 20-goal season. There have only been five Senators players in franchise history, to record five or more 20-goal seasons. Alfredson, Spezza, Yashin, Stone, and Hosa. Also, he's on pace, obviously, for over 30. Those same five, which would be his third 30-goal season, actually all in a row, those five also the only ones to have three 30-goal seasons. So we'll wait and see how that plays out. But uh, Brady Kachuk, while quiet, I, I don't know, I feel like it's been quietly, uh, he does have 19 goals and is halfway through the year. So he um on pace for another... 20 goal plus season obviously mm -hmm. yeah well, he, he started off like gangbusters he he, he scored yeah. a lot early then a little bit of a a lull for a while but he just he seems to have his mojo back lost it for a little bit went through a little bit of a you know just a little downtime but but he's he's playing extremely well physical dare, again like he's dare just, we say that winning does that for you of course it does i i, I just think these guys Everybody was wondering when this team was going to hit rock bottom. They they hit yeah. rock bottom during that little spell. Now now they're building back up and hopefully building something. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's you know it's you're the captain. You wear it when things aren't going well. You bring it home with you. It's tough. It's it's. Uh, but I really like how he's playing right now. He's uh, like we always say, he's dragging guys into the battle, right? And that, that's uh, that's yeah. that's what he does best. Uh, finally, uh, let's get on to our lock of the day, shall we? Uh, so your boy, it looks like oh, I know. Can we put the lines up? Uh, sorry, uh, Gavin, I, I I didn't mean to do that to you. Uh, it looks like your boy, Rourke Dog. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> uh, Rourke Charche is out of the lineup tonight. What's uh, his last name? <laughs> Charche. Charche. <laughs> um. So it looks like the fourth line is Dominic Kubalik, who's back oh. in. Uh, Mark Kastelik, who goes to center and. Uh, Parker Kelly moves to the right side. Um, well, are they ever hoping Kuba League starts producing? Because they got to get his trade value up. Like you got to get you got to get something in return for him. So, and you can't sit him out. Like he was hurt. He's back now. So what do you do? He's an asset, right? He scored twenty goals and he scored thirty goals in the in the league before. Yep. So you got to you got to play him. 
so Yorkie, I don't think you do. And I'll tell you what, like, if you don't know who or what Dominic Kubelik is at this point, and and there's video of every single game of every single shift, mm-hmm. then you haven't been watching him to begin with. So, like, I don't think sitting him for two games really affects but his the problem trade is, status. The problem is he's been hurt, he's back. And if you make him a healthy, it's you got to give him an opportunity tonight, see what he does, and then maybe after if he doesn't, if he doesn't do and it's not even if he doesn't score. Like I'll I'll tell you what what Jacques wants a guy like that to do is play the right way because he's got speed. He can be tenacious on the forecheck. He can block shots. He can do all those things. And if he does all those things, he'll stay in the lineup, even if he doesn't score. But uh, and he, he, it is, I hate saying this, but it is kind of a numbers game. You want to get cast like back in there. You're not taking Kelly out of the lineup because he's been, he's playing over 13 minutes a game. He's blocking shots. He's killing penalties. So those are really your only two moves. And uh, what's up with McEwen right now, Wally? I I don't know. What do you mean? Well, just uh, not in the lineup as well, right? I don't know if he. I don't know if he has a minor injury. Yeah, I think he's banged up. I think he's banged up. But another guy. Do remember like he missed practice or something at one point? Yeah, yeah, he missed practice. Yeah, I know he's banged up. Um, But that's too bad because he's another guy. I I thought he was really starting to play well. Yes, and 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 Jacques doesn't like to make, as you know, lineup changes when they win. But I think at some point you got to get. Kubelik and Kaslik in the lineup. Do you not? You do. You can't. You can't keep guys sitting out over extended periods of time. And it's. It's not like they're playing terrible. It's just Kubelik's just had a. He's had a tough year. And uh, give him an opportunity to get back in there and see what he can do. It. And Shortje, you know what you get from 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 Rourke. He's going to go. He's going to be on the right side of the puck. He's going to. He's going to play high percentage hockey. That's just just what he does. But it's. Uh, Is this, it's they it, want a bigger lineup. Uh, I mean. If McEwen can't go, I, I think I, you're going to say taking yeah. out uh, McEwen, but Chartier, uh Castellick for Chartier makes him a bigger lineup down the middle. It does. It, it does. And and Castellick's usually pretty good on draws too. Like he's, yeah, and he's a right shot. So it, it is, it is a nice mix you have right now. You got, you got your lefties and in, in, in Sutzla Norris and you have your righties and Pinto and, uh, and Castellick. So it gives you some options. Castellick can kill penalties as well, but this is an interesting game for me because all avenues point towards Boston with Swayman playing, and you look at his goals against average. I like, I just something tells me Ottawa's going to come. They've played well against the better teams as of late. So I think I'm going to take Ottawa in this game. I think they continue on their positive vibes. And I really, really like how Pinto has come back in the lineup. He's brought something that has been badly missed a really reliable two-way centerman that shoots right and plays the right way like there's so many little plays during a game that he just does well mm-hmm. and he is uh, i tell you what when jock's doing video sessions he he he's he likes what he sees when he sees pinto out there because he's just he's a smart he's a smart two-way player so i i think that his difference in the lineup has been it's it's been a big reason why things have turned around um the energy and, and having that other centerman that uh, that just gives you a, a different skill set. All right. So here you go. You've got the Boston Bruins who were on a five-game winning streak and then lost it last night against the yep. Carolina Hurricanes coming into Ottawa. Back They're to really backs. like yes, but the Boston Bruins have been a pretty good hockey team this year. Um, they're really good. And they're but they're facing an Ottawa team that was waiting. That's 
on this yeah. momentum high. They're four one and one. You coming even on the like, Ottawa train with me right now? You even coming at, along? like three two and two against Boston in the last seven at home. <sighs> Boy, oh, oh, by the way, Bobby has picked the Boston Bruins. I know he hates the Sens right now. No, just hates them. Um, I'm making right. a move here too. I'm I'm taking the Sens. I'm gonna go. I'm going 21 and 12, and Bob's gonna go down. He'll be. Uh, I like I like it. Oh, okay, I, I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna let the fans pick. So I'm gonna give this. I don't know how how much longer does this. What do you mean you're gonna let the fans? You, you know the fans aren't. You gonna pick? No, no, we just we had a poll up in the chat of who's going to win. It runs for a certain amount of time, and then they well, give you the results. Are you taking so, Ottawa? The fans are obviously taking Ottawa. Well, maybe, maybe he changes. Maybe, maybe the Boston Bruins at twenty three and five when they score first, because you know Boston's going to come out quicker than Ottawa. Guaranteed, they will score the first goal of this game. Yeah, and that's my concern: is if they get up on Ottawa, can Ottawa battle back? And I and really like. So Corpusello's getting the start tonight. I, I really like how he played last game. Let's see if he can do it again because that's been his biggest his biggest uh, problem this year is consistency. Like there has been times where he's played well, but he just hasn't been able to string it together. So wouldn't it be nice if he played two good games in a row? Like that would that would go a long way to this team starting. Sure. Like, we can we can talk all we want about structure and systems and blah 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 blah. But at the end of the day. If Sogart doesn't make that save against Philadelphia, they probably don't win that game on that breakaway. Like, and that's that's usually what it comes down to is goaltending. So, I'm betting that Corpusalo is going to figure things out and have a good game. Seventy-two <laughs> percent say the Ottawa Senators. Oh, yeah, of course. They're. Come on, it's a Senators podcast. Of course they are. Hop on, <laughs> Wally. Let's go. Although you've been, although you've been the, you've been the, you've been like a Munson. You, Everything you pick just turns to shit. <laughs> like, you're, what's your overall? I won last betting? game. And by Did the you? way, yeah. And by the way, in the last, I think it was the last game of the one before, I had, uh, I think, seventeen dollars left in my uh, Botano betting account. I put it all yeah. in Ottawa, so I'm up to forty bucks. Nice. So look at you. So there you go. So I can Ottawa get to five hundred. Mm, sure they could it's that time i'm of taking year. the boston bruins <laughs> good i'm glad you didn't take ottawa now i know now i know i'm gonna win <laughs> we'll see and uh there are people in the chat have asked uh they want to put up with the uh, lock of the day they want the fan vote to go in there okay, now I like the it. only issues i think the fan vote will always say the ottawa senators not always. So, what if what if you're playing? Uh, I know they've already. You're played playing Colorado. the number one team in the East, and you know, and seventy two percent say Ottawa. Yeah, but it's back to backs. They played last night. Ottawa's playing much better hockey right now. They've been getting good goaltending. It's not out of the question. Jeremy Swayman is in goal for Boston. I can't see them losing yeah, this he's, game. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. Yeah, you're good. Take Boston. I am taking Boston. I'm just I, right. people have asked us to add a fan one, and I, if I do, is it just the Sens record? Do you think? Do you think the poll would ever say, take the other team? No, but who cares? It's the fans' vote. If they want to take the Sens all the time, take them. It's not that complicated. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, we, either, we either have a listener's vote or we don't. Like, if you want to take the sense every time, have at her. You're always so hard on the Yorkie. I don't know why. Like, what are you talking about? We're going to have to have, like, an HR discussion. You respond to tough love. Some You're and like I, a player. Some guys need pats on the back. You need the, you need the whip. <laughs> and by the way, the uh, and I, I don't know why, but the number for the Sens record is wrong in the board. So is it, um, yeah, it's eight. Yeah, and I was like, that seems weird. It's, it's, uh, it's worse than that. It's worse. Than 18, that. 24 and one. However, they did move up past Columbus. So they are no longer last in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I was wondering. I'm like, there's no way if they win I know, this I, game, they're going to. Well, they've been on a roll. I mean, maybe I was, yeah, I was wrong. Anyway. Uh, are you muted? No. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Although we, well, we've been at this for a while. Like, it's uh, we've been going for an hour 20 now. Chop, chop. Well, it's it's you... afternoon coffee time for me and Charlie. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> do you need the picture? What picture? Oh, there it is. Yeah, see, she's fine today because dinner time for my dog, Charlie, is just before five o'clock. So when we did the 4 p.m. pod the other day, this is me sitting at the desk and I look over and she's just <laughs> staring me down and she doesn't move. It is a staring contest. She's like, all right, pointed at her paw. It's like chop, chop. Someone's hungry here. It's dinner time. And she stood there for the last 20 minutes of the pod and stared me down. <laughs> very disgruntled look oh very Salty food Charlie. Motivated. very food motivated too this dog will do anything <laughs> she thinks an ice cube's a treat oh maybe that, my dog won't eat ice cubes my dog will eat anything anything right. that anything anything uh, oh don't forget uh gavin wanted me to tell you so i don't want to get in trouble uh make sure you find us on tiktok um also it's up on facebook and Instagram and threads and everywhere else, I think. But uh, uh, Gavin wants everybody to go on to TikTok and watch the clips. So okay. do that. Uh, coming in hot sense. Uh, with that, I will uh, bid you a fond farewell and see you Monday, 3 p.m., Yorkie, and with uh, one Bobby Ryan. Nice. Have a good weekend, everybody. See you, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Coming In Hot. If you enjoyed the show, hit that like button and be sure to subscribe to never miss an episode.